Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of failed efforts, I transformed my marriage, parenting, business, and health in just six months by learning how to repair my nervous system and move trauma out of my body. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and walk away with tangible guidance on how to design your blueprint to your breakthrough life. Welcome to today's episode. I have a really special guest today who's near and dear to my heart. She's a friend turned client who has been through the program and she is willing to share today anonymously, but she's going to be sharing her story and her transformation. So my friend, I'm so excited to have you here. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? So good and excited to dive in. Excited for the world to get a taste of your story because you were seriously a joy to work with and it was inspiring for me just to witness the the evolution, the transformation. You were an ideal client. You showed up to the calls. You put in the work and almost as simple as that, almost too simple. Um, I got to watch, you know, this metamorphosis. And so why don't you start by sharing where you were before stepping into the program? Like what brought you to seek coaching? So what brought me was I was, I was struggling in my marriage. I think that's like the majority of reasons why many people come to the coaching, but I was particularly, I was having issues with communication with my husband. I struggled with intimacy with him. I oftentimes felt dread for a lack of a better word. When the time came for us to be intimate with each other, I had issues with his work schedule and I just didn't know how to process these things. And I, I realized that I was always angry or always frustrated on top of the struggling with intimacy issues. And one day I got Facebook link actually from from someone in my church, like, hey, maybe you should check this out. And so I signed up for the program and like never looked back. And so when you say struggling with intimacy issues, you know, that is it turns out to be one of the most common things that women come to me and share. You know, I didn't expect it when I began the program, but I was just sharing about my experience and just the resistance and the shame and the the vicious cycle of when that area is not working, it floods into everything else. For you, what did that look like, you know, with your barriers, your own blocks? What did struggling with intimacy look like for you? It was going through the program and digging down deep and like not running away from shutting down the feelings that I felt and like, oh, put them in a the closet, put them in a box. Uh, I realized a lot of it is is rooted in shame. Like I was like, before I met my husband, I was very promiscuous. I was like, oh, I could do whatever I want. And I did whatever I wanted. And, and then I like got closer to God and you know started going back to church and met my husband and we started dating outside of the church. And then we got into the church. And then like when we got married, I had this weird notion like, you know what? Once we get married, everything is going to be OK. Sex is going to be fine because now I'm in a great place and I should it should be OK. 
because, you know, I am married, but that never happened. It's like digging deeper into my I was so stuck into my past and like my past self. And he knew me before I got saved. And we did things (laughs) before I got saved. And it just it just the switch never switched on to where like, oh, this is okay. And so it became a shameful thing of me. Like, oh my gosh, I pulled the baggage of how I used to be and I I was still holding on to it and I couldn't let it go. And unfortunately our relationship suffered from it because I just couldn't let it go. I kept beating myself up. It's like, oh, I'm I'm the wife now. I should be able to do this. I should be able to please him. I, I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. And in my head, I wasn't fulfilling those quote unquote duties. And so I was just, beating myself up continuously because for some reason I felt that I was falling short from it. And it just caused a lot of issues. I'm pretty sure with him, but I can only speak for myself because I can only know what I was physically and mentally was going through. And so like when we did have our moments, that moment he would like touch me, you know, you know you're sleeping in the middle of the night and they like, like touch your shoulder, trying to get some, I would, freeze up just because and that was my initial response I would always freeze up and I would always try to mentally talk myself into it it's like you know it's it's okay like it's, I know he's not trying to hurt me I, I know these things but I just could not break through that this is a safe space and it is okay one is okay to feel how I felt but I just I was struggling with processing it all and so it always ended up with I I'm pretty sure he was never really satisfied at the end of the action because I I wasn't there right a hundred percent and what you just described to a T is what so many women describe is that vicious cycle of like he initiates I flinch I tense up I freeze whatever and then he feels rejected and then I feel awful I feel shame you know, mm-hmm. the picture you painted in your mind, it's of a total shame storm. And I'm curious because right now you're able to articulate it so well, you know, like this is what was going on in my mind. And but at the time, were you able to put the words to it like you did just now? Or was it just kind of chaos? Like, do you feel like you understood what was happening in your head? No, at the time, like you're, you're right. I, I can articulate it very well now, but back then, goodness, no, I just was like, what, what the heck? Why can't I get it right? Why can't I fix this? It's like, cause I just didn't, I didn't know what was going on at the time. And I, I couldn't figure it out. And I, I just couldn't do it myself. I just could not figure it out. And so we were just, we've been going through this weird dance for like, five years, four to five years before I even found out about the program. And it it was just, oh, rough. For lack of a better word, it was rough. How's sex? Rough. Not in a good way. It's just (laughs) not working. Um, And how would he respond when you would tense up and freeze? At first, he'd hesitate, but then he stopped hesitating. But I, I, I never asked early on because I was like mm, I already know like you know I'm thinking for me and him now I like, I already know how he feels he's probably like what the heck is this he's like you're just laying there I, like but I couldn't I, I know he wasn't happy and because sex has been a, a touchy topic for both of us like our entire marriage um and I, I know he wasn't happy but I I still couldn't calmly even talk about it I even freak out just even thinking about like oh how do you even bring this up how do you even talk to babe about this and so I didn't and so it was, a, oh, I just need to figure it out. 
but I could like, I, I never figured it out. And so we were just, it was like this elephant in the room that we just worked really hard and, and mastered on just navigating and tiptoeing around it. Mm. Like an elephant in the room that we just mastered navigating and tiptoeing around it. Yeah. Not even able to have a conversation, sweeping it under the rug because it is so hard to talk about. Sex is so hard mm-hmm. to talk about. And then especially if you're caught in this shame storm, you know, it's hard to speak at all when you're in that place. Mm-hmm. So you said you went on like a self-fix-it journey. What kind of things did you try at first to, you know, get there? And then maybe, yeah, things that you found on your own or suggestions people gave you that kept you stuck? So like the first first aspect, oh, you know, pray about it. Like, yes. Prayer works. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a witness of that. It does, but it's like, it gets you, but so far because you, as a person, still have to put in work. <laughs> like that's how I see how prayer works. Like, oh God, help me to get past this. Like, oh well, my dear daughter, you're, you're still want to have to do some work so that you can get past it. And that's where I was struggling with. Like, okay, what, what do I need to do? I didn't know where to start. I would like think, like, okay, you know what? It's simple enough. Just suck it up. I worked on trying to just suck it up. And like, that sounds harsh now. Cause I was like, what? That, that shouldn't be how you think when it comes to your husband and intimacy. But that's how I thought about it. I was like, okay, if I can just white knuckle it and just suck it up and just push through, I'll be okay. If I do this, if I have sex enough, that, that was my logic. Like, okay, let me see if I can just try to have sex every day. That did not work. I was struggling. I was like, mm, I don't, oh, initiating. I mean, I still struggle with the initiating part. It's hard for me to even initiate. It's hard for me to even just say, hey, let's do it (laughs) or anything like that. And so I was always waiting on him. And we've had some talks, uh, even though they were very excruciating. It's like, hey, babe, I need your help. Right now, I need you to just initiate, please. If you initiate, I think I'm going to be okay. But I wasn't okay because still when he initiated, I still would freeze up in my head like, you need to just suck it up and just do it. And it's okay. And it's, you know, you're in a safe space, but you just need to do it. And that didn't work for me. That's what I tried for the longest. Like, you know, it just pushing through, persevering, just like I would think of anything work-related in the corporate world or anything like that. Like, you know, just just make it happen because you have to make it happen. But the sex to every day, that didn't even last a week. I just, I, I honestly, my body would not. My brain and my heart, and it was just not working together. And so I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let, let me try to have sex like three times a week, right? set specific days but I still couldn't do it because I was still the shame part didn't even know that's what it was at the time so I was like I couldn't identify why am I struggling why am I struggling with this it's like I haven't read like self-help books but you know you read certain little snippets here and there like you know intimacy should be a safe space and environment and you're loving him and then I started questioning myself like well I think I know I love him but do, do I not love him enough like because I really feel this should be easy like, once again, like I said, when we get married, it should be a switch that flipped on. And I'm like, oh, you should take me whenever, wherever, because we're married and I love you. But it wasn't as simple as that. So a lot of it was just physically me trying to be aggressive and push through and make it happen, which I failed miserably time and time again, because I would tell myself, yeah, I'm having sex tonight. I would even tell like a woman in like my Bible study group or whatever, just to hold me accountable. But I realized like, you can't force me to do something I don't want to do. So they would inquire, oh, did it happen? I was like, nope, no, it did not. And I have no problem. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about it. Like, nope, it didn't happen. I just couldn't. 
and we leave it at that. And I just keep on, I kept on moving. And how long did you go through that cycle of trying to push through it, it not working, trying everything you could? Oh, like the first three years. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth year, I was like, I, I, I had another talk with him because it's like, once again, I don't know. I know he was frustrated. And the, the rare times we've actually had conversations about sex has been brought up. It's like, because he knew me before because we used to date before we got married and it was a church and all that stuff. And so he knew how I used to be very sexual and very proactive and very engaging. And it's like, he, he's confused and I don't blame him. And I was like, it's, it's hard to explain. Like I, I can't go back to the, the person that I was, but it's like, okay, I, but I need to do something because, because I, I just can't, I can't stay where I am because it's not productive for our relationship and it's not helping. It's not healthy at all. And I was like, whether it is me having sex every day or once a week or once a month, I was like, it's, I couldn't figure out how to get, what's the phrase? I, I didn't know what I needed to fix. I didn't know that intimacy with your spouse or whatever, it's different for everybody. Definitely. And, but I had this like cookie cutter image in my head, like, oh, it should happen whenever all the time. And I was like, I, now I was like, that's not, that's not realistic for any, most, most relationships. I'm like, if you're having sex every day, outstanding, good for y'all. Like, but I already know that's, that's not me. But I was like, I still, we still need to get to a place to where it's still, it's still okay. I'm like, we're not, it wasn't, we weren't okay. It's like, okay, if you're having sex once a month and that's what you're not agree on, but that's just how your relationship is, but you're still loving and things like that. Awesome. But we were lacking that it was, I want to please him, but I physically could not. And there was this invisible barrier that I could not explain, that I could not dis- dissect. And I kept bumping up against it and it was not coming down. And I, I just did not know what to do. And I know he felt like, oh, well, you know what? It seems like this is how the rest of our life is going to be. And I just felt like I failed as a wife. Yeah. It's interesting you kind of painting a picture from his perspective too of him coming in expecting one thing knowing how you used to be like oh this is gonna be fun and then like what what's going on (laughs) what is happening and the amount of shame that that can bring on you because you do love him and you want to be the best wife you can be and you want this to be a genuine source of joy and connection this part of your relationship so what did you begin to learn that really started to transform things for you I began to learn that it was okay for me to feel my feelings and not feel guilt behind them and not feel guilt on the situation that I was in. Like early on, I would have that, oh, I failed as a wife type of mentality because I can't do what the quote unquote basics, (laughs) basic duties of a wife, I couldn't do it. And I would always be guilty and I would always beat myself up like, oh, you should know better. Why can't you get it together? But as I learned through the program, I was like, you know, my feelings are my feelings and it's okay. It's like, you know, you can't, I mean, I can't wallow. I was like, I I won't sit in shame. It might pop up. It's like, okay, I acknowledge you, but you have to go. You can't live here. And I learned that I learned to accept myself, flaws and all. I was trying to convey this commercial of a wife that I've seen, you know, through culture and how you're bred and how you look, you know, see things on TV. It's like, I'm trying to be that, that person. And I was like, I've not lived other wives' lives. And I'm pretty sure they don't live like that either. But I was trying to hold myself to this 
impossible standard that is out there that TV and, and culture has, you know, put in our brains. And that's why I kept failing because I was like, mm, it's, it's an unrealistic goal or an unrealistic ideology to have because there's no such thing. So you started to deconstruct and, you know, unwire these these ideologies that weren't yours, you know, that were just like handed to you or stamped on you that you're supposed to be this way. You started to really accept you for you. So mm-hmm. what has been the highlight since joining the program? What would you say? What stands out? My highlight is I don't get frustrated like I used to. So my husband works a lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He works doctor hours, but he, she's not a doctor. I'm like, why are you working so much? It's ridiculous. Like 14 hour day, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, I used to be crazy. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I would like, he's supposed to be, example, say he's supposed to be home four o'clock. Like he worked morning time. He's, he's technically supposed to be clocking out at four o'clock, but no, he's still at work. Seven o'clock goes around, eight o'clock goes around. Communication is a struggle for both of us on both sides. Like I'll text and, you know, you don't get that response. I'm like, what? I like, I understand in theory you're busy, but you can't stop to respond to your wife. I would have like mental conversations with him in my head about that. But seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, we roll around. He's still not home and I have not heard anything. I would literally stand at the window going back and forth, looking at the window, seeing if he's coming down, down the road. I was like, it was crazy thinking about what I used to do. But once I started the program and started put, like using these, these tools that I put in my tool belt and like, I realized like, what, that's crazy. And you don't have to do that because you're the only one stressing out. <laughs> it's like, why are you frustrating? And I'm doing these, yo, I'm, I kid you not. I'm having like mental arguments in my head and he's not even there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why are you doing this to yourself? This is now you're stressed. Now you're pissed and you're just mad and you're just and OK, he's working. He's honestly legit working. He's not out cheating or but but still it's like I I need you here. But when you get here, I really don't want to hang out with you. I just I just want you to you to just not be working. You just need to be. <laughs> I was really crazy before. <laughs> for the program but going into the program i learned to let that stuff go because i was like it's it's not even that serious because all i can do is control and and work on myself and that's the program definitely helped me working on my perspective some situations have not changed like there are good better days where he actually gets off on time outstanding um there are days where he's late and he forgets to let me know and like I said, the, the the things have not changed, but my perspective has and my attitude towards the situation and how I react towards the situation has changed. And that has made the biggest difference. So that is my ultimate win because I am not the crazy lady peeking through the blinds, seeing if if my husband driving down the, through the house yet or not. And like my second biggest win in my head is like the most ultimate win, but most folks won't relate. So it's my second biggest win. Weirdly enough, going through this program has reduced my fear of bugs. <laughs> I think that is the most fascinating thing. I don't, don't laugh. Is <laughs> You don't understand. Those who are terrified of bugs, y'all get me. I don't know what happened or what it was. I guess the whole perspective and mind shift thing, but bugs do not have the control over me with my fear as they used to. And that is... Even if I didn't even get any of the stuff with my spouse together, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. I kid you not, this program saved my life when it comes to bugs because it's a, 
oh my gosh, the feeling that you get, or that I get when I see a bug, it's it's a terrifying, a quick terrifying feeling. It's like my skin's get my skin is hot, it's prickly as as if as if I ran a marathon, like I'm in the flight mode. And it's terrifying every time, even though it's like milliseconds, but it's terrifying every single time. And I realized the first time that I that I realized that something was even shifted in regards to that was I had I let my dog out to go pee and poop in the backyard and a salamander slipped in the house. And I just looked at it and I was like, oh, you can't stay here. And as soon as I said that, I was like, what the heck? Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't understand. I would have burnt that house down. A salamander <laughs> has come into my house before. And um, this was before I got married. And so I had to get a close friend that happened to live in Virginia by my house close enough. I had to get her husband to come and get it. And he was getting his hair cut. And so I sat on my stairs staring at the salamander for two straight hours until he was able to come to my house and get the salamander. You don't understand. This program has saved my life when in regards in regards to the bugs. So that is my second big, big high and big win through this program. That's amazing. I'm dying over here. Like I'm crying, but also for real though, if you're that terrified of bugs, if your body has that intense of a reaction and you live in the world where there's bugs like everywhere, that can really like, what's the word inhibit or block your ability to like live life and enjoy life. So I'm really happy for you. And that is a first for sure in the program. You know, it's like all of us come in looking to save our marriage or restore thriving intimacy. And then we do get these unexpected like, whoa, that area like is totally different now is totally healed for you. It was bugs. For me, it was my fear of death ever since I was a little girl, like terrified of death. And even people at church talking about like, I can't wait to get to heaven. I would be like, I don't know about this. I'm not looking forward to it. Um. And this is the first time in my life since doing this work and healing my nervous system, moving trauma out of my body that I have peace about death, which is crazy to say. I used to like pray since I was a little girl for God to take that fear away. Um, so I love it. I love it that the anger and the frustration is no longer your MO and you've been able to change your perspective and release attachment over his behaviors, um, which is huge and so hard to do. And I can totally relate to peeking through the blinds. So a lot of people can actually, it's a really common one or checking his phone or, you know, searching his messages. How about the area of intimacy? What breakthroughs have you had in that area um, that have felt like new shifts or like, whoa, this has not happened before? I I feel safe. I know I mentioned it a couple of times during talking, but that's that's not terminology I used before the program. It's like understanding that I am safe and I, he's not going to harm me. It's like never had, you know, sexual trauma or anything like that, but my body seized up as if I had. Um, but I had to start reminding myself, it's like, no, this is my husband and I love him and he's not going to do anything to hurt me. And I started understanding a lot more about me. I had what I like to call daddy issues. <laughs> and I worked through those. Uh, and now, uh, like me and my father have a fantastic relationship and I realized a lot of how I used to be slowly stemmed from me wanting love from him 
And our dynamic is very interesting. It's like he he was around my entire life. Like him and my mom didn't divorce until I became an adult. But it's like there was little tiny little things that I did not understand and did not know was compounding until I realized one day, like doing the work, I was like, huh, I need to fix this broken relationship. Well, technically I have a broken relationship with my father and I, I need to fix that. Let me see what I can do to fix that. And it started with a four page letter that I wrote to him. Uh, Cause I realized that I can make sure that I get all my thoughts out, writing stuff down instead of just speaking it. Cause I'll forget stuff that I want to say that I didn't say. Um, and Building that relationship with him, I realized that I didn't deserve to sit in shame. I was like, I was holding on to all this baggage, and I realized, like, I yes, it's a feeling that I have, but no, you you can't stay here. I can't continue. I was like, that's the past is the past, and of course, you learn from it. But I was like, you need to stay where you are in the past, and I it was a lot of definite praying and getting over the fact that, you know, I things, decisions that I made when I thought, oh, I'm saying I can do whatever I want, <laughs> slowly started weighing down on me. I was able to work on having better communication with my husband. And I realized with me, um, I really needed that. He's the type, his love language is physical touch. So it seems like it doesn't matter what's going on in life. He'd be fine if he gets some. I'm like, cool. I don't work like that. Um, I need a lot of prep, a lot of prep. I've, I've realized that with myself as well. And um, we're getting there. We we still fall short a little bit. And I continue reminding like, hey, babe, I'm not, you know, you might not honestly get any. He just, he just go roll up in here and tap me on my shoulder like, oh, no, I literally need priming and prepping like the entire day leading up to, leading up to it and i realized that's that's just how i am when he does stuff around the house and i told him my physical my my love language is um acts of service more so domestic work i like to call it like that i'm like babe if you just cut the grass and maybe wash some dishes trust me i don't know i my my view of him changes really quick and i was like i have no problems jumping your bones or whatever have you but it's like we're we're still he's still getting accustomed to that like yo really baby if you, if you just cut the grass without me asking or take out the trash without me asking or wash the dishes or wash some clothes what that will take you so far i promise you but i need that that's so funny acts of service used to be like lowest on my list and then the older i've gotten i think just with more responsibilities i'm like oh my god please somebody do my dishes for me or clean my house i love it but i'm so grateful to hear that you're able to describe your sex life now as safe, which is something that is just unbelievable, I'm sure, to imagine when you are stuck on that side of the fence of it just doesn't feel safe and I'm just freezing up and I'm terrified of this and I'm dreading it. And to be able to have a shift like that is huge. And to be able to talk to him, even if it is, babe, you're not getting anything tonight, right? Like boundaries are such a part of beginning to experience safety in the bedroom, of learning to say no, because especially us coming from a church background, there's a lot of well-meaning, you know, women's retreats, classes I remember being at that are trying to, you know, encourage marriages to build stronger. But I remember hearing from so many pulpits, like, do not say no to your husband. Do not reject him. 
And this underlying, you know, implicit message of like, if you say no to him, he's going to go try to find it elsewhere. Like, that's so messed up and messes with our psyche. And so much of learning to establish safety in the bedroom is learning like, no, we can have the freedom to say no, but there's safety to talk about it. And he's not going to punish you for saying like, I'm not in the mood right now. Um, You're still going to be fully accepted. So there's that shift of like, being able to see you guys communicating now. I'm so happy you're able to have those conversations and you letting him know like what helps you, what helps you feel more connected, what helps you feel more open and ready. And I think at the end of it though, the last thing, just seeing your radical level of self-acceptance for yourself, you know, the way you shared all of this with me the first time we ever hopped on a call you could feel the shame, right? Of just like, am I even allowed to say this? Like, uh, you're like apologizing, like, this is what I do. And now it's like, yeah, this is just how I'm wired, you know, on some level. And sure, I can continue to heal and rewire. And we're working towards that. And I've seen shifts and breakthroughs. But I'm accepting myself exactly for where I am today, because I know the shame doesn't serve me. So thank you for sharing your story. Girl, I was almost about to call you by your name. Doing so good so far. Um, what would you say to somebody who's on the fence, who is considering stepping into this kind of work that you've gone through, who can relate to your story of total bedroom blocks, intimacy, resistance, wanting breakthrough for herself, but maybe she's afraid? Oh, man, it's uh, take the leap. Um, It was. I wasn't on the fence that long, but still I was on the fence before I started. You have to take that leap and have faith that things will work out. And when I say that, it's not a, oh, just give it up to the universe and it'll work its way out. Yes, but you still have to put work in. Um, This program, you still have to put the work in. Those times where, oh, you know what? I don't want to listen to this or I don't want to do the work or the homework or the follow-up or whatever. You have to actually do work and I promise it is worth it. You will get something out of it. I mean, I was blessed to get the whole, the fear of the bugs off stuff handled all in one take, which is fascinating, but you will get something out of it. Uh, you are not by yourself. And, and, and if you're feeling like, oh, you know, there's no hope for me. I've tried everything. Try this because it works. You you will get out as much as you put in. I'll say that. But I really thoroughly believe it is worth it um, for you to get peace of mind. Once again, it doesn't it doesn't change your situation or whether well, oh, I'm coming here because I have issues with my husband or whatever have you. It, it doesn't change the other person. So keep that in mind, because all you can do is change yourself. And I promise like when you change your perspective, which this program definitely helps with changing your perspective. What used to pull your hair out and frustrate you to to the point of crying in tears and just wanting to quit and give up, it's it's so fascinating because it's so freeing having your mind shifted to where you can practically handle anything. And it's just, I don't know, I can, I can go on and on, but it's literally, it will change your mindset and li- that when your mindset is changed, so many other opportunities open up that were always there, but you just couldn't see it because you were stuck in your shame or stuck in guilt or or being frustrated or just mad all the time. And, and, and you end up being closed minded when all those feelings are attacking all of the time. But being able to change your mindset and and to detox it is just 
freeing is the word. It's, it's such a freeing feeling. So I, I implore you to hop up off that fence and, and jump right in. I love how you said detoxing your mind. That's so true. And our bodies too, right? Of all the trauma that it's kept scoring mm-hmm. over the years. I'm curious, what did help you get off that fence? Everyone's on the fence. I haven't met one at one person yet who doesn't spend at least, you know, a minute on that fence. What helped you take the leap? What helped me take the leap was the thought that, like, I vividly remember. I was like, mm, nothing else is working. So why not? It's literally a why not. It's like you, I've like, I've, I've already, what, four to five years then at the time, like, oh, we've been doing the same thing, the same dance, the same merry-go-round. Like, mm, if you're not going to do different things or, okay, you try something that doesn't work, you try something else that doesn't work. It's like, okay, those things don't work, but you can't stay still. You can't not do anything because nothing's definitely going to work if you choose not to do anything. So I was like, mm, why not? Yeah, I I can relate. I was the same way. I I spent 10 years. I'm glad you found it sooner, this work, than I did. (laughs) But 10 years of, I don't know why, I kept trying the same things over and over, just like hoping it was a matter of time before it really clicked. But that's what, if I could tell myself anything, younger me, um, it would be, hey, if (laughs) if you keep putting in this same, you know, these same attempts, it's going to keep leading to the same thing. Like time doesn't heal all wounds. Um, Things aren't going to change magically. Like if you want different results, you got to do something different. Um, So I'm curious, that would be the last question that I ask you. If you could go back to you a year ago and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Oh, a year ago. I could go back a year ago. I would tell myself to give myself some grace. Because I was absolutely not doing that for myself. And I think I really needed to hear it. I would have definitely needed to hear it a year ago. It's like, give yourself some grace. It's, it's okay. I love it. So for whoever's listening today, I really pray this story, um, especially if it resonates with you, just takes down some of your shame and reminds you that this is so collective. I hope you got a chance to laugh today and that you've got some practical advice on first steps of where to go. Please connect with me in the DMs if this is an area you feel stuck in. And my friend, I appreciate you sharing your story so vulnerably with us. Um, Everyone take take some time to give yourself some grace today, wherever you're at. But I love you, my friend. I will definitely be chatting with you soon. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Love you too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love and appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the I Do Breakthrough community, head over to my Instagram at Rebecca Lee Aste, where you can learn all about my program in my bio. And please send me a DM with your takeaway from today. I'd be honored to connect and know what landed for you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you next week.